Hype it up, everybody. Welcome in, everybody. This is House Kill Podcast. My name is Marcel. And today, I, my, my honor to welcome you to Meditation November. Welcome in, everybody. And it's my pleasure to introduce to you Meditation Minute, who's today with me. And we are going to talk about meditation and we're going to learn a lot from each other, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I'm so, so excited to introduce him to you. He's just a guy who likes meditating as he writes in his Twitch chat. Uh, he has also a blog who's he, where he posts quite, quite a lot. And he does a lot of guided meditations on his Twitch stream. Welcome in, Tom. Welcome in Meditation Minute. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's it's my pleasure to have you here. And first of all, I like I like to um, ask you to do a little centering together with me. Not just with me, oh, yeah. but with everybody that is in here right now, also in the chat. You're welcome to also participate. So please sit up tall wherever you're sitting right now. Connect with your feet and feel how your feet are connected to the ground. And from there, breathe in deep into your belly, into your chest. Try to sit upright as good as you can. Connecting today with each other for this wonderful podcast that we're doing here. And two bodies speaking with each other and a lot of bodies listening in the chat or in the podcast listening. Connecting with all these bodies. Slowly come back. Open your eyes when you're ready. And I welcome you, Tom. Good. So, dear Tom, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into meditation? How you got there? Uh, yeah, so um, my first memories of meditating are probably my grandfather who kind of taught me a little bit about meditation, uh, although I didn't know what it was at that point. This was when I was really young, so I don't know how much of it stuck with me, but I still remember it. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was my first kind of introduction, and I didn't, I didn't really practice it um, until I got into right around the end of high school. And uh, I was reading a book, <clears throat> and the topic was like, uh, you know, just like breathing, like the science of breathing. I don't know if that's the title, but um, that was kind of the message that I was coming across. The science of breathing. And, and don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, sure. You know, it's, one, it's a strange book um, because uh, uh, I don't know that I was necessarily a book on meditation, but it was on kind of like 
rhythmic breathing and different breathing exercises. And, you know, what struck me with that was that, um, was the idea that, like, you could focus on one thing, right? Breathing, for example, and that would change the rest of your life. Like, um, you get better at other things, you calm. And that kind of resonated with me. So I kind of think that book was like, kind of want to start getting more into the idea of meditation. So after I read that book, I would meditate for like five minutes or 10 minutes. That was basically the extent of my practice for a while. Mm-hmm. As a colleague, maybe like five minutes or 10 minutes, get kind of interested, read books here and there. And you know, I'd follow a lot of um, like motivational speakers, that kind of thing. And, but not, not a lot of spiritual stuff. It's only until I kind of got the, kind of really got burnt out in college. I was having trouble with um, you know, studying. I've always been a pretty good student, but I felt like I kind of started slipping in college because, um, you know, I, I was trying to deal with things that were happening in my life, kind of like real life things, um, relationships. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So eventually, I got to a point where uh, I felt like uh, you know I picked up smoking and I was smoking a lot and I felt really bad. But the smoking was kind of like a, I feel like it was a reflection of how I was feeling on the inside, like the emotional problems I was having. Yeah. And so I kind of had two problems at that time. I was kind of like smoking and also you know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't really know what to do with my life. And uh, I think that the smoking itself kind of instigated me to look for a solution. And the solution that I found was I was kind of like looking on the internet like most people would. <laughs> they have a problem. Yeah. And um, I found out about a meditation course. And uh, what intrigued me about that was that uh, It was kind of like, um, there's not a lot of strings attached. Um, you kind of register for the course, you know, it's kind of like an open registration. Like anyone's welcome to, to register. Um, and they have locations in, you know, all around the world. So it seemed kind of like, it seemed like a possibility. And the thing that appealed to me about it was that uh, you couldn't bring your cell phone. You couldn't bring your cell phone. and you know, for me, that was kind of like a, a godsend <laughs> to um, get away from technology, cell phones, and computers for for more than a week. And you know, everything was free, so there was really no reason not to try it out. And uh, you know, I didn't find out until I actually got to the course. It was kind of put a drive away, like one hour or two hour away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found out they actually teach meditation there. I didn't know that when I. <laughs> I got into it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Cool. There's a lot of meditation. Right? So um, that was definitely a hurdle, getting used to the schedule, the regime of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually kind of kind of enjoyed it. And so from there, I kind of got further and further along my practice and kind of... Uh, you know, kind of study a little more, practice a little more, and 
and that's kind of long and short of my meditation journey, I guess. Cool, cool. So the course you um, visited was it uh, Vipassana? Or... Yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So Vipassana and the website uh, uh, it's just Dharma dot org. D H A M M A dot org. Okay. Cool. Did you think about visiting again or like volunteering there? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I did volunteer there. I pretty much, you know, so when I started, I would have been a couple like back in college. So maybe say around 2014 and 2015, um, I would take a course and uh, you can also serve at a course like volunteer yeah so you know yeah. 10 days of um, yeah you seem pretty well acquainted but um it's just like uh doing like kitchen work and helping out Great. and i would do that kind of alternate between the two. <laughs> good um let's start a little bit with the meditation questions here if you're up for it um do you think I mean, you answered it already a little bit already, like with your breath and everything. But is meditation difficult? What's your answer to that? Uh, uh, meditation. <laughs> um, is it difficult? Uh, it can be difficult when you first start out. Um, uh, but there's a lot of things where if it's difficult, do it. Um, your life works out better and I mean there's situations when maybe not taking the not making it difficult a better route so uh, you know, I think you need a balance of both yeah yeah uh, yeah I definitely have I, I face that all the time in practice. okay you know if you don't want no I didn't catch the last word sorry um, yeah, just that, uh, I guess there, there are things that are difficult, Yeah. where if you do them, your life tends to get better. Okay. And there are things where you don't have to actually create, you know, you don't have to actually exert yourself that much, and your life will get better from that. You yeah. You comfortable route that time. Yeah. It's actually... I... uh, yeah, I understand that. May I ask you, how is your relationship with like effortlessness? Okay. Um, uh, I think that's a good like, it's a good attitude to have. Like, you don't want to make extra effort. You don't want to do more effort than necessary to accomplish a task. Um, you want to create suffering for yourself, say. Um, like that. At the same time, like I said, you know, some um, some suffering can be good in, in terms of um, like the meditation practice. Like, you know, it's hard at first, but what you're trying to do is trying to get yourself used to um, feelings of discomfort and trying to learn how to build resilience um, in terms of those um, uncomfortable feelings that may come up. Yeah. 
But oftentimes in life, uh, uncomfortable feelings come up regardless of whether we are trying to create them. So it's just learning to be, um, you know, relaxed. I think it's very important. Okay. Good. Um, let's go on a little bit. Like, um, this is a question dear to my heart, and I, I still am sometimes unsure about the answer to it. So, so I'm not completely sure about the answer to it. And it, it depends. It's a, it depends question, but still, I, I want to, want to uh, know your thoughts about it. Is meditation dangerous? What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think there are hazards in meditation, um, but I feel like meditation, is, it's kind of like, um, it's like a, uh, it's kind of like life, right? It's kind of like life itself. Yeah. Kind of how I would put it. Yeah. And, um, And the feeling that I get with meditation is that, you know, I feel like the mind is kind of like a, it's kind of like a chess player. And we're kind of learning to compete with the mind in some ways. And sometimes we win, um, and sometimes we lose. And, you know, the mind's a very good chess player. But every time we play, we get a little bit better. Kind of the way I would play. Um, yeah. And I would also say that um, meditation, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, um, well, I guess it's, I mean, if you, if you kind of subscribe to the Four Noble Truths, hmm. basically, I mean, there's, there's, um, if there's a form of suffering that comes up, uh, you want to find a way out of it. And that's, that's what the Eighth Noble Path is. It's kind of a, a way to, you know, through meditation, but also through, through our actions and through our speech, kind of, uh, mitigate suffering that comes up and so uh, if you find that meditation is not helping with suffering you're welcome to try something else that works yeah uh, but i think the buddha you know, the awakened one he he tried meditation he, he tried a lot of things actually and the path that he laid out is um you know path of uh, morality meditation and wisdom uh, which is the eight formal path, right? And so it's not just meditation, there's a lot of things. It's kind of like a progressive thing. So I would just put that out there. If uh, yep. anyone has any kind of reservations about meditation, um, just, you know, just keep that in mind. <laughs> that it's, it's sort of a path that has been followed by the Buddha and a lot of people, and that um, this is what has worked for them, right? And so uh, you can try it out. Uh, but definitely make a trial of it, don't you? Uh, Sorry, definitely make a uh, what? Uh, make a trial, like uh, uh, try, try to go as far as you can with it, 
-hmm. And uh, I guess, um, I guess don't have acid is how I would put it. So you, you, you try your best and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if it doesn't work for you, then try something else. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, that that sounds good, yeah. That sounds great. Um let's go on a little bit. Let's go on a little bit. Um what what is your definition of meditation? I know this question is a little bit maybe big. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just when I think of meditation, I, most most the thing that most people think about is like, like right mindfulness, which yep. is mindfulness meditation. So, and that's just um, an example of that would be like mindfulness breathing, where you are aware of uh, the in and out breath. Yeah, and so. And but what I kind of like about in reading some of the scriptures is that um, the the whole idea of meditation is actually kind of um, a little more complicated than that. Uh, that's the practice of um, mindfulness. Um, but I guess what the Buddha, the awakened one, he, how he talks about um, meditation is in terms of getting concentrated. Uh, I guess using the mindfulness practice to enter concentration. So the word isn't really, he didn't really tell like people to meditate, he told them to get concentrated, which I guess for people kind of is the same thing, you do the, med you do the mindfulness practice to get concentrated. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess um, meditation is somewhere, it's, it's somehow connects all of these different ideas because in the English vocabulary, that's the word that we associate with um, sitting down and going inward, right? Um, okay. But if you go in scripture, it, it, there's a lot of different threads. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it basically amounts to the idea of um, sitting down and <laughs> we didn't hear the last word. I'm sorry. Sitting down and sitting down and becoming peaceful. Okay, <laughs> that was important. Good. Um, uh, I have a little question here. Um, to I just want to know what you think about that. Like, is there a certain depth? Are there different depths towards different kind of meditation practices? Uh, like, for example, mindful eating, mindful breathing. Uh, are there kind of like different levels of like meditation? Or how would you say that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I, I don't know if there's different. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a good way to put it. It's like there's kind of different, uh, different practices, like, yeah, but it, it, it all kind of revolves around the, the practice of the breathing meditation. So like you mentioned, mindfulness of breathing, I mean, mindfulness of eating. Yeah. Um, 
that's something you can practice, like observing the food and how it tastes and how it goes in your mouth and where does it go after that. And looking at the food. Yeah, and like the way I kind of think about them, there's basically a constellation of practices that I feel are helpful. And the thread that kind of runs through them is that, you know, they have to do with either some sort of um, awareness of your own body or some sort of awareness of your mind. And there's, you know, one helpful practice that I kind of uh, use a lot or resort to is um, uh, awareness of uh, different postures. That So you can be sitting, you can be lying, be standing or walking. And for me, that's kind of a way to bridge the practice between sitting meditation and the rest of everyday life. And there's a difference in depth for sure. Like, there's a different kind of set of, uh, there's like a different quality to the awareness in. Uh, like walking meditation, for instance, um, but it's it's helpful because uh, we spend most of our life not sitting, not in sitting meditation, and it's important to be aware and uh, relaxed and you know whatever posture you find. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Really, really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, so I didn't want to imply that there is a difference uh, in kind of like different uh, meditation practices. Not at all. Right. I, I don't know. I seriously, seriously don't know. And um, yeah, I just wanted to know what you're telling. Well, I, kind of, I, kind of, I kind of think I kind of think that you know, there is a benchmark for for meditation practices. I mean, first, I mean, first of all, it's, uh, I mean, if you're actually experiencing um, some kind of benefit for yourself, then you know, uh, probably probably good practice. Um, but like like I said, like if it's um, something to do with um, your body, right, or being aware of your mind, mm-hmm. I think that's a good practice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> now we didn't hear you hear what you said, like the last oh. sentence. Sorry. Oh, it's kind of. Uh, a long uh, it's a it's a whole can of worms it's like when you get into meditation practices um but yeah i think i think just the um because the, the buddha says that if we can he basically says that it's awareness of your body awareness of your sensations awareness of your mind or awareness of the dhammas are kind of like principles of the mind and these are kind of the four categories that are helpful because you know the reason i think he said because um in that time people would read they would memorize these very long script vedas i think and that would be called sati right um so people would judge their maybe their spiritual power or value how much they could memorize books, right? And I think the Buddha was trying to say that, um, you know, because he used the same word sati, which is memorization, he would use that to talk about mindfulness, right? 
-hmm. and um, he defined mindfulness in terms of the body and the mind. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an interesting fact. Great, yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's go on a little bit. Um, the next question, uh, when do you know that you experience meditation? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I like that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, when do you know that you experience meditation? So, yeah, uh, it's like, yeah. Sometimes we, we have a, we read about a technique or something, right? And we think that's, like, that's meditation, but um, then we kind of actually have to put it into practice. And uh, it, takes, it takes some time, right, to follow the technique and um, kind of, uh, Get acquainted with the practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, so, how I would answer it, I, I can tell. Maybe, maybe uh, something else comes up when I say say how I would answer it. Is that um, yeah, yeah. as soon as soon as you kind of start to experience meditation, then it's already gone. You know. As soon as you realize, oh yeah, I'm meditating, then you're gone. Then you're not meditating anymore. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like a balancing act. And then you realize, oh wow. And then oh, you're you're not meditating anymore. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. A little. Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking about. Like, um, actually, before the stream uh, started, I, I was kind of thinking, like. You know, just kind of thinking out loud, but, you know, what if you, you know, what if you went to a forest, right, and you kind of sat down under a tree, and you kind of just maybe lean back against the tree, and you just kind of, you just lean back against the tree. Is that, is that meditation? <laughs> yeah, probably a little. <laughs> You're not. You're not doing the. You're not doing the instructions. You're not following the instructions. Everything. Um, <laughs> you're not. You're not sitting in maybe posture. Mm -hmm. There are all these different factors which we uh, kind of ascribe uh, to meditation. But maybe meditation is a little more simple. And for logistical reasons, we have to um, define it in very uh, specific terms. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for kind of like answering yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you something else right now because it it just fits in so good. So let me quickly fi uh, find the question. Um, and yeah, here is the question. What do you think about people that share their own meditation experiences? Does it help or does it hinder your spiritual growth or journey? journey? Um, uh, oh, like when people kind of like 
reflect on on how their meditation felt. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're kind of like, telling, oh, wow, I had this wonderful insight and something happened to me and and now I want to maybe experience it again or something like this. I don't know. I just wanted to share this with you because this was so powerful and I want to talk to you and give this to you, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I actually kind of do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, I still sometimes get ideas, um, but... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's usually not about uh, meditation per se. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because whatever you experience in meditation, um, that's kind of depends on, on the person. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's but, individual. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's individual. And I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm kind of. Uh, uh, habituated to not talking about that, <laughs> and it's not. I, don't, I feel like it's it's okay for me. I don't really talk about um, what what I've experienced in meditation. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not too big on evaluating my meditation. Uh, I kind of just I do it, and you know, while I'm meditating, I'm sort of aware, <laughs> maybe what's going right or what I like about it, and, um, maybe what I dislike about it. But yeah, I mean, my blog, if you look at my blog, it's basically like a bunch of ideas I had after meditating. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I get them. I feel like um, meditation is very good for um, being able to uh, kind of uh, initiate your creative process. So maybe, maybe I'll go there as far as... how uh, maybe sharing about your meditation yeah meditation can make you more yeah even more extroverted i'd say in terms of you know being able to express yourself yeah. express your emotions and things like that yeah that's so great that's that's such a wonderful insight yeah i completely agree Comple completely agree with that um yeah, let's let's leave that question like that, and let's go on. Um, what do you think about having goals in meditation? What's your opinion about having goals in meditation? Under. Um, you mean like trying to? Um, the only goals that I can think about are maybe like <coughs> trying to be really calm or. Be trying to meditate more. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I was just saying that the goals, the goals that come to mind, you know, in meditation are maybe. Well, actually, maybe some people meditate for um, for a reason, like they'd like to improve some aspect of their life, or maybe you want to meditate, you want to, you know, achieve uh, a very calm state or a very profound state, or maybe. The last movie, you want to increase the amount of time. Um, the increased amount of time with what? I'm sorry. Oh, increase the amount of time uh, in sitting meditation. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, just off the top of my head, those are like the goals that I would kind of imagine that 
person might have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, to me, it sounds pretty good. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you want to have goals, but, um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to lose track of uh, perhaps uh, where you are right now. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a balance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, a... With like, <laughs> oh, what are your thoughts? Um. No, no, I, I, yeah, I like, I like your thoughts a lot. It's a, it's a balance. You said, I, I, I like that a lot. Like, balance between, um, I think, I think, on a way, like balance between maybe unconscious, uh, uh, like uh, your unconscious mind, kind of like your your body, and and then your goal setting, kind of like trusting a trusting process is it's in my opinion it's like really trusting that you're kind of on the right way and you know you can't really in my opinion you can't really control all the all the things that come up within meditation and then having a goal can can be like but like for for maybe some people like dangerous because they might stop meditating. Let's say stopping meditation is bad. <laughs> Let's say it like this. And, and they kind of expect like, oh yeah, when I meditate, I get this out of meditation. I can just always reach in and get this out, right? Uh, out of meditation. And then suddenly, no, it's not coming. You, I can't grab it anymore. It's not there anymore. And it's like, well, now what did I do wrong? And meditation doesn't work for me anymore because I had this goal all the time and now it's doesn't work. It's not giving me this goal anymore or this, this, this target, you know, uh, I feel, I felt always calm and now I don't feel calm anymore. So it, do, it doesn't work. You see what I mean there? Yeah. Yeah. That's a drop. I think that's a drawback of, of being too goal oriented in meditation. You don't want to be too goal oriented. Um, you might want to, you, you might, uh, burn yourself out if you're too goal-oriented um you can end up kind of sabotaging yourself by you know maybe doing too much uh doing too much meditation um i, I went through a period where and i like meditation and i went through a period where i didn't meditate um very much at all you know during the day and so um i think that was because i uh was a little too uh, uh, headstrong with my meditation. And so you know, it was only kind of maybe about a year ago that I started to moderately introduce meditation back into my lifestyle. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process. You kind of have to learn what balance is for you. What you said about the unconscious, like, uh, it's kind of like <coughs> um, maybe aligning your, your actions with your thoughts. Um, maybe you have a, a projection or have a projected ideal of what, how things should be, and that can create a, a sense of what you're actually capable of at the time. 
and uh, I think the reverse is also possible. Um, maybe your actions aren't in alignment with uh, what your thoughts are. Next question. What's your meditation routine and regularity? Mm. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, I can. I have, a, I have, a, I have a, maybe an anecdote I can relate. Um, yeah, so uh, I went to art school, so uh, kind of like an artist by trade. And uh, I was in art school. And, um, when I was in art school, there was a very supportive environment. I felt very uh, able to make the art that I was doing. Um, but then uh, things kind of happened where after I graduated, it became hard to uh, kind of sustain my practice in art. And it wasn't for a lack of effort. I, I, was, very, um, uh, I was very driven in terms of uh, my art. Um, but even if you're driven, if things, you can be driven, but, um, you know, for some reason things don't happen, uh, the way you want them to necessarily. And so that was kind of a situation where I kind of had to, like you said, um, develop some trust that things would be okay. And so for a period of time, I spent more time uh, meditating. And uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, spend as much time with uh, my art. Um, and it was only until, again, recently that I uh, started making art again. And uh, it took a long time, but uh, yeah, I was just trusting. And, like the, you know, the unconscious. Um, it's kind of like um, maybe our, our thoughts about how things are don't necessarily conform to reality as it actually is. You know, it's kind of like um, see things as they actually are. Yeah, I like I like where you're going with like <laughs> coming back to your art. So great! I'm excited for you. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, let's go on a little bit. Um, who should do meditation? Who should do meditation? What's your answer to that? Who should do meditation? <laughs> I know a lot of people don't meditate. And um, that's, that's fine. I think, uh, but I think meditation, from my own experience, um, you know, I, I can honestly say that there are a lot of, um, you know, maybe difficulties, a lot of benefits. Um, and I feel that uh, kind of through all the benefits and all the difficulties, that I feel like I'm in a better place than I would be if I didn't meditate. Yeah. So I would, you know, meditation and it's not necessarily you know sitting meditation kind of like you know it's a lot of different things you know equal level path right speech right action yeah uh, those are also they, those kind of come with meditation 
that's why I feel like, um, you know, just by getting into this, um, you know, it's not much. It's sitting a couple hours a day, maybe an hour a day. You get all these other good things that come with it. And, you know, if I didn't meditate, you know, um, maybe I wouldn't have all these, you know, some, some of the difficulties, but where would I be? No. I'm pretty, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's great. Um, what's your meditation routine and regularity at the moment? Uh, <laughs> uh, my oh. regularity. It's just so going on some wind outside, so. <laughs> nice. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, um, uh, I'm mostly, yeah, I do, uh, obviously I do sitting meditation on, uh, I try to sit in the mornings and I try to sit, of course, besides that, I'm usually working, but, um, my work schedule is kind of, is kind of, um, flexible at the moment. Uh, so I'm, I'm usually at home and uh, I'm not meditating. I'm usually kind of like, you know, working on things for the stream. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like uh, I don't want to, I don't want to make meditation seem too complicated, but um, a lot of aspects of your life can be corporate meditation. A lot of aspects in your life can be what? I'm sorry. Oh, can be uh, incorporated yeah. into oh. your meditation. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like yoga, for example. Uh, yoga is kind of... Um, so, I mean, you know, when most people think of mindfulness meditation, they think... Um, but there's a whole spectrum of practices associated with mindfulness. Um, one of the practices is kind of observing yourself as you're going about the day, doing different actions. You just know that you're doing, for instance, maybe sweeping the floor, um, streaming, just know that you're streaming. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I try to do some sitting, sitting every day. Cool. Yeah. So uh, imagine a practitioner only connects with the body, kind of like only listens to the body, what's going on inside the body and meditates like that. Or imagine a practitioner only connects to the consciousness. So like really just the mind, just the awareness without connecting at all with, with the body. What can happen if, if somebody does that? What do you think about that? Do you understand it a little bit, the question? Uh, if someone becomes, um, uh, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> yeah, like you can become maybe overly preoccupied with thinking, uh, or you can be uh, um, maybe a person who, who thinks uh, too little, like, um, thinks less than, uh, 
there's kind of like different people have different like personalities um, mm-hmm. that they bring to meditation. Uh, some people tend to be very uh, maybe kind of like more um, kind of like heavy and maybe they tend to not uh, think as much mm-hmm. and perhaps maybe even lazy. And those people benefit from a different kind of, you know, like meditation instruction. Whereas there are people who are very, um, uh, maybe overactive thinkers, right? And they need to be maybe given a different instruction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of, that's kind of how I reason it out. I feel like I fall into the second category a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, so you're connecting yeah. a little bit more with to the thoughts, with the consciousness. Uh, yeah, it's possible. I, I think that um, there are people who benefit more from uh, there's there's these kind of two distinctions that I kind of think are, are helpful. And one of them is samatha, like calmness, and the other is vipassana, which means um, kind of like insight, right? Like uh, seeing things maybe analytically, uh, seeing things clearly, and you need you definitely need both. Um, some people need vipassana more, whereas some people need samatha, and it kind of comes down to the personality. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I see. Good. Um, let's go on a little. Um, let's talk about children or animals. Do you think, are they in a natural state of meditation? Or what's your opinion in that, on, on that thought? What do you hear your thoughts, too? Um, children and animals. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we can learn a lot from animals and children, um, but I think about to when I was a child, uh, I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of difficulties just being in childhood as well. And, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like there's, um, you can kind of maybe learn from children and learn from, um, animals, but I wouldn't necessarily want to revert to, like, uh, thinking like, like, becoming like an animal necessarily sort of a lot of pain and ignorance associated with that. But yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you look at the Bible, uh, it says, you know, you should try to be like children. But if you look at um, what the Buddha says sometimes, he says that you, you wouldn't want to be like a child. And I guess these are two different opposing viewpoints. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, we had that one. Um, 
Good. Good. I, I wanted to ask you this one here, definitely. And and we're quite already far in the time. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk with you. So, dear friends in the chat, you're very welcome to ask now questions to Meditation Minute if you like to here, here on the stream. Um, but I've got also another question for you. So let's go with that first and then let's check if there are some questions for you. What did people around you think after you started to practice meditation? Did they see a change within you? Did they support you? Or maybe they judged you? What happened? Uh, hmm. so, I guess when I started, I got a lot of pushback from, um, you know, from my family. Um, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, my mom would, like, kind of, um, yeah, she would, like, interrupt my meditations at times. Um, but, you know, she doesn't do that as much anymore. Um, and it's been a long time. So I think they kind of accepted that, um, part of my personality, uh, part of my, yeah, yeah, so, so there, there was pushback at first, um, but I think my parents are pretty supportive overall. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I like that you're so honest. Thank you. Thank you uh, with us. Thank you, uh, Tom. Um, sure. Let's let's go on. What what happens if you can't find any time for meditation? What happens within you? What happens in your life? Does everything get out of control or what happens? Hmm. Okay, so you are a person who doesn't meditate and there are a lot of people who don't meditate and manage to live um, very happy lives, I would say, mm -hmm. but I would qualify that by saying that they, they, they have to manage to get some quiet time Solved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, wait a moment, Tom. What what happens with you? What happens if you not not just in general, but I like to I like to get to know you a, bit, a little bit better. So, how do you react if you don't have any meditation anymore? Um. Uh, oh, it's like if I if I were to just meditate like less. Like yeah, you would completely day. stop. You would completely stop. What would happen in your life? Oh, hmm. It's like a what if scenario. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I'd probably be. I'd probably be fine. I'd probably be fine. I, I just kind of like, um, uh, just go about my day. And, yeah, I think would probably be pretty, pretty okay. Um, I feel like at this point, for me, meditation is kind of like a. Uh, just kind of like a good habit that I've gotten in. Um, so like if I didn't exercise, you know, I, I'd probably feel fine. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would like like shut down, but uh, maybe maybe earlier on in the practice. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. You're already very experienced. It seems to me that you're taking this meditation within within you, like take it in your day, right? So have it everywhere around you in your day. It seems like to me as you. It it's that seems like to me uh, like that's the case of you. That's that's such a great thing. Wow, man. Yeah, because so, yeah. I feel like um a lot of the resources that are there, uh, it's very easy to get like a very um a specific picture of meditation. Um, you know, which is good for because the majority of people just need to get into the practice, right? Just need to get started. Um, but then it's kind of like another thing to kind of make part of your daily life, part of your existence. And I think that's what I kind of enjoy sharing with people. Okay. Dear Meditation Minute, uh, how can people find you in the internet? <laughs> uh, okay, so um, the best place you can find me is on Twitch, of course. Okay. And my handle is pretty simple, Meditation Minute. Great. And you can just call me Tom. That's fine. Cool. And uh, I also have a blog. You can find that at meditation-minute.blogspot.com. And yeah, there's a, I wouldn't say there's a ton of material, but I'm working on uh, That's a good place to kind of uh, get a, an introduction to you know, meditation and kind of uh, associated associated idea cool cool uh thank, thank you for also on marcel's stream <laughs> yeah uh, you're in there a lot time. yeah I'm, I'm a regular cool yeah you're, find me there. you're you're yeah you got i guess you can come by and uh say hello to tom as he is there a lot i appreciate that thank you so much uh tom so, um, yeah, dear Tom, it was a pleasure having you. Um, we are heading over to the Discord very, very soon. This was Housekill Podcast, and we are presenting Meditation November. This was the, the second out of four podcasts that we are having. And next week, we have a special guest, like my first yoga teacher, um, Salvatore Daniele. He's coming he's coming here and uh he's talking about uh meditation i'm excited about that and tune in live at www.momentedyoga slash twitch available on all podcast platforms health skill podcast we are leveling up your health skill <laughs>